What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is tomorrow. Adam, tomorrow starts today, Kalau, and we are Atlanta's own. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Presented by State Farm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just looking at Adam's shirt. He's wearing a Tomorrow Starts Today shirt, uh, which, for those of you who don't remember, those were the shirts handed out on the opening night of Trey Young's rookie season, which uh, Adam and I attended. Yeah, Graham and I aren't really known for our fashion sense. No. Uh, you have the same shirt as well. Correct? I do. Yes, we each have like the same fifteen T-shirts. Yeah, I stole one for Alexa too. Okay, yeah. that, that's good. Uh, but yeah, we kind of just recycle the T-shirts over and over again to the point where I was looking back at uh, we were just like looking at old Facebook photos the other night, and I saw a picture of me in college, and I was wearing like a T-shirt that isn't in my current rotation, and I was very surprised. Like, I, I don't remember having that shirt. I don't remember getting rid of it, but I guess at some point in life I've gotten rid of clothes, so that's probably a good thing. That's good. See, I keep everything. I still have a, a college shirt I used to wear in high school. Still looks half decent on me. Oh, you know, God. I've gained I, I probably, that... uh, fuck, I don't know, 30 pounds since then. Is it then. blue, light blue? Uh, it's, it's, got, it's that striped one. Okay. It's like it's like dark blue and light blue stripes. I'm sure the collar is like horribly crunchy. No, it's it's okay actually. I wore it the other day to I'm a sure not not a formal event, but like a dinner or something. It was like a couple months ago. It looked okay. I'm sure, you iron it a lot. Well, I, when I use it, well, wow, you've ironed. I've ironed. No way. My wife mostly irons, but I I iron. I know how to iron. I had to do it at some silly ass business conference, and I was like, well, I just gotta fucking do it, and I didn't mess it up. So there you go. Good on you, Greg. Yeah, so there you go. There's your bullshit aside for the day. Adam, we had a big weekend last weekend for the Braves. Took three of four from L.A. We were hoping for a split, but three of four. Stomped on them. Um, yeah, it seemed like the Braves really put down the gauntlet that they were the superior team in that series. I'm not going to get over the moon about it to the point where I'm like, uh, oh, man, this means we're going to kick their ass in the playoffs if we meet in the playoffs. But it was encouraging to go into Dodger Stadium, sell out crowds, and take care of business. Um, and winning a four-game series for the first time since 2009 at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. And like it, it started with a bang. With your boy Lance Lynn just uh, did not look very good. No, he looked good the whole his whole Dodgers tenure, which I think was four or five starts, and the Braves lit him up. We we carved him up. Uh, was that the Strider game? Yes, that was the Strider so game. So Strider kind of lost it in the sixth a little bit. Now that that was the crazy game where I think I went to bed when we were up like what seven. Two somewhere in there, yeah, ended up being like an eight-seven game, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, they got it done, and uh, yeah, that, that offense is just—they just wreck havoc, man. It's like one, one to nine. It's, yeah, there's no easy outs. Like we, I mean, that, and we were talking about this last week. That's the difference with that Dodgers lineup. Like, there, you look at the bottom of it, and it's not that impressive. Yeah. There's a lot of outs down there. Um, yeah, when Jason Hayward's hitting. Sixth for you. Sixth you're like, not really too scared. You know, he's not having a bad season, but it's not like he strikes fear into your heart the same way. You know, Eddie Rosario is a better hitter than Hayward at this point. Uh, Murphy, Ozuna, whoever's hitting six for us that day is going to be better than Jason Hayward or David Peralta. Acuna really uh, laid down the gauntlet in this series, Adam. Three home runs in the series, including a, a grand slam in that first game when it was tied one to one, put us up five to one. And it was just a definitive moment. Um, he became the first player in baseball history to have a th- uh, 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases with that home run, and it was a grand slam against our arch rivals. Couldn't get better than that. Yeah, it had huge 2018 playoff series vibes, that grand slam. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those situations where you're happy with, like, a walk or just a single getting one or two runs in, and Acuna just steps up, man. It's yeah. like that, that whole series is like, I mean, coming into it is all the talk of Mookie versus 
Acuna, which is still happening. And Mookie had a good game. Mookie had two home runs in that game. Um, but when 0 for 7 in the other two games, I can't remember what he did in the last game. There wasn't a lot of offense. Yeah, but. yeah. So It was a hell of a game. It was back and forth. The Dodgers kept coming, kept coming. You know, uh, We just kept giving up home runs. It was like uh, you know, Jimenez gave a couple of runs. Mentor gave up a home run, a solo shot. Um, Iglesias looked fine. But it was, it was weird with the bullpen. Just couldn't quite put them away. Um, I mean, overall, this eventually they did, but we had a big lead. But the, the thing that I was also really impressed by in the series was, was Max Freed was just unbelievable in his start. I think he went seven, struck out ten, much better than his last uh, outing at Dodger Stadium, or the one I can remember, which was that, I can't remember, it was game four or five in the, in the NLCS where he just blew up. But that was, that was his best start of the season. Started to show you that prime Freed could be back with that start. Yeah, he, he was he was fantastic. Uh, Morton was fantastic in that series as well. Morton, I didn't think pitched that well. Was, Morton was he game four? Yeah, oh, he was game four. Yeah, yeah, Freed was fantastic, and you know who else was great, Graham? Your boy Bryce Elder. Your boy Elder. Yeah, he was just hitting the corners, Bo. Like fantastic work, but from Brycey Poo. Yeah, still still. Um... Had four walks, which you don't like to see, but overall did a really good job of minimizing the damage, pitching out of jams, and then for the most part he was effective. Except for, there's like a, one inning he got into trouble. Other than that, he looked he looked pretty damn good, instilled some confidence in you uh, moving forward. He looks oddly enough to me right now, with the exception of Freed, but he looked more durable in that series than Strider or Morton did. Um, I know it's just one start, but that you know that, that's the biggest stage you can get on before the postseason, Dodger Stadium against that team. So I was really impressed with his just his composure. Never lost composure, did a great job. Um, that, that start did a lot for me to instill confidence for the playoffs. He does seem to have like some of that freed bulldog mentality in him where he does not let the moment get to him at all. Yeah. And I don't think Strider or Morton do either. Like You feel good with all four of those guys yeah. in, a, in a big game right now, I think. Um, you know, Strider... Another bad start the other night. Down, man. It's, like, it's weird. I, lo- I looked it up the other day, and he said 29 going into last night. Actually, no, including last night, he said 29 starts. Nine of those starts, he's given up four runs or more. And eight of those starts were against shitty teams like Pittsburgh, Detroit, New York, Mets, um, Washington, uh, Pittsburgh again, and it was just—it's been really weird. It's like it's yeah. like, um, and then the last one, you know, was to St. Louis. Um, the one before that was the Dodgers. And I wouldn't even say it was a bad start. It was just he gave up four runs, and I feel like once you give up four runs, you kind of get into the point where you're having a bad start. I mean, he was fantastic through like five of that game. Yeah, he looked good, and then it just just one three-run homer from Mookie just kind of uh, fucked things and up. That's there. a little wall scraper that Mookie hits. Acuna hits bombs. Either way, it's a home run, and he pitched himself into a bad situation against a great hitter. So. Um, it is weird though with, with Strider. It's like so. It's it's he's averaging like every third start. There's something funky going on with him giving up a lot of runs, and you worry about. And you know the other night against St. Louis, six runs and two and two thirds. You worry about him kind of doing that in the playoffs potentially, where he just goes out and lays a lays an egg. But I, I'd say the good news about this is, for the most part, this is happening against shitty teams. Yeah. Um, and the teams that and he doesn't look like he's got any health issues or anything like that. It's just he's he's just prone to do that, but it's always against the, for the most part against bad teams. So I'm hoping that just gets that out of his system, can have some good starts down the stretch, and be the guy we know he can be. Yeah, I, at, at the end of the day, like you still want that guy with the ball in game 
Of course. Two. Yeah, game one or two. It just, I think it just depends on who's pitching the best those last couple weeks. That's how you construct your rotation, with the exception of Elder. I think Elder's got to be in the – unless, like, Strider or Morton or Freed are just pitching terribly and they're giving up, like, seven runs every start down the stretch, then you got to maybe rethink that. But I'm still wary, even though I have more confidence in Elder, I'm still a little wary of how this stuff translates to postseason baseball. Uh, but, yeah, I would agree with you. Strider, barring some disaster – either health-wise or just he pitches poorly down the stretch, has to be getting the ball in game one or two. And the Kyle Wright update, he had another uh, rehab start with Gwinnett last night, went like three and two-thirds. I think he had nine Ks. Yeah. You have like one hit maybe. That's great. So that's a massive wild card, man. Yeah, and that's something that we got to talk about with you know looking ahead to the postseason if we face the Dodgers again. Um, it's just something I was thinking about. That last pitcher that pitched for them, Bobby Miller, was awesome. I don't know if you watched. Oh, the rookie. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. was throwing painting the corners of the hundred. His, his, his off speed stuff was outstanding. I never even heard of the kid until the start. He scared the fuck out of me. He pitched really well, and it was going to be a taller to, to sweep a four game set at Dodger Stadium. But it doesn't take away from the fact that he just wow, he was outstanding. Um, and then Walker Bueller is apparently coming back for the Dodgers too, and we did not face Kershaw in the series. So those, those are three. Two of those three guys you will for sure see if we face the Dodgers again in the playoffs. It's going to be a whole new ball game, and I appreciated what the Braves were saying after the series where it was like, yeah, just because we you know, whipped them here and took three or four, it doesn't mean squat going to the playoffs. Like We know things can turn around quickly, so we need to you know, just keep a level head. And I think Braves fans need to do the same thing because if didn't face Kershaw, Bueller could potentially be coming back, and that Miller kid is sick. Your boy, well, I won't call him your boy anymore, Graham. Uh, Urias. Big news that came out. Yes. He, oh, did he get arrested? I believe he was arrested for domestic, <laughs> excuse me, yes, domestic, domestic violence. Second time. So I think he's probably done for the rest of the year. Possibly. I mean, like, yeah, the second time with the Dodgers. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, I don't think he pitches again this year. That's for damn sure. Probably not. And that's a big blow to the Dodgers um, if we're just talking about it on the baseball level. Obviously, we don't, you know, we don't know the whole story. We're not going to get into all We're not going to get into all but, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a baseball storyline as well. But, uh, no, that rookie looked really good. Kershaw, I'm not, I'm not scared of Bueller, man. We, we have Bueller's number. We have played well against him, but he still has to be respected. And He's um, been out like all year, right? I mean, yeah, it's the same thing as Kyle same Wright. Same thing with Wright. Yeah, it's like, will those guys be effective? Will they be ready to go? To, Who knows? To me, I, I see Wright as more of a, you know, we go with our four guys that have been with us all year, but if one of them struggles, isn't looking good in the first or second inning. You plug Kyle Wright in. Yes. And that's exactly and then, what. And then you can get four or five innings out of him. Well, I mean, and the, then you see what he, like, if he's on it, then okay, you get a start, bud. Right. I mean, this is kind of what the Braves did with the World Series is you had Kyle Wright fill in. I can't remember if it was game three or four against Houston, but remember he came in um, after some guy who never <laughs> made a start ever. Remember who that was, pitched in a, the World Series game, and he comes in and throws like four or five really good innings. So he, he knows how to do that. Um, I'm really hoping he can be on the roster because, yeah, you can utilize him in a number of different ways. Um, and Snicker definitely knows that. Speaking of not on the roster anymore, Colin McHugh, who's like had a really rough stretch here the last three weeks, had another bad game Monday or Tuesday. And uh, as happens, you know, just so funny how anytime there's a pitcher that just looks awful. They're going on the injury list. Shoulder. The shoulder. Man, he just comes into Snit's office. That patella tendon. How do you feel, Colin? I'm good. 
I don't know. That shoulder's looking a little, uh, you know, a little, little off there. I, no, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Okay. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> Go see medical. Yeah. yeah. So, so he is once again down. Yeah. Uh, Yanni Chirinos is on the 60-day IL, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. So his he, days of he eating... He was completely innings, healthy. Yeah. His days of eating innings day. are, are over. Um, trying to think of other things that are going on. Matt, Matt Olson's getting it back together. I uh, had a couple of home runs against St. Louis uh, over the last two days. I think he might have... I don't think he hit one tonight, but... Um, or I don't know. I think it's six to three now, but um, it's good to see him on the men. Austin Riley was big in that Dodgers series. All in all, I really Ozuna continues to produce. Um, Ozuna from the Braves. Ozuna from the Braves continues to produce. Yeah, you're feeling good, even though you just you know you drop two or three to St. Louis, potentially could get swept, but hopefully the Braves pull it out here um, tonight. When we're recording this, we're recording during the last game of that series. Um, I'm not worried about. The St. Louis, you're gonna, you're potentially gonna have like an emotional letdown, going from playing the Dodgers, being this playoff like environment, to playing the sleepy ass Cardinals. Yeah, that's tough. Flying, flying back. Yeah. From the West Coast, and you know, obviously it is a home game, but those sometimes feel a little sleepier. Yeah. You're and, used to playing. And there. the Braves had an outstanding road trip. Went eight and two. Won every single series. I think against who was it? San Francisco, Colorado, Colorado and L.A. Yeah. Um, and usually we don't have good West Coast road trips. So I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. If that means we lose two of three of the St. Louis, so be it. I don't care. Um, but, yeah, things are shaping up well down the stretch here. we got a couple of big series against Philadelphia, which I think will be interesting. It'll be a, Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, coming up. I don't think this week, but maybe next week. And that's, you know, again, you can't get too high or low on either of these series, but they're good indications. They're good little playoff previews, potentially. So I think if the playoffs were to start today, and if the Phillies win their wild card round, then they would play us. I think that's still how it's lining up. Right now, you know, it's not the summertime anymore. It's still technically summer, but yeah, I get, I get Season's it. Season's wrapping up, but when your team's up like 15 games, it feels a little dog day-ish. Yeah, I mean, there are 40 games over 500. After that Dodgers series, I was all in on that Dodgers series. I mean, too. I watched like every pitch. You know, now it's just like, let's just get some of these guys hot, like Olsen. Let's stay healthy, and let's get to it man yeah that's really all that matters is just stay healthy hopefully give some guys some days off here or there um which they might not do just because you know if you still want to get number one overall seed and the, you know how big this Dodgers series was it puts you up six games going back home which is huge and the Dodgers lost two their first two games to Miami so I think that oh, did they? yeah so that 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 lead as of now it's this recording I think I believe it's still six games so, I mean, that, that was just so massive. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Now you just want to make sure everybody's healthy, give some guys rest down the stretch to a degree. But you also, if you want to hit that number one overall seed, Baltimore is only two games back of the Braves. So I don't know how important that is to the Braves, if they really give a shit about that or not. I think they're more concerned about number one seed overall in the National League. Um, but that's something to consider. You know, if you want the number one overall seed throughout all the playoffs, um, you gotta have a better record than the Orioles, and they continue just to kick ass. They just swept the damn Angels and are just rolling, rolling along. So, you care about that number one overall seed in the playoffs? Are you positive that's how home home field advantage yes. for World Series? Yeah, the All Star shit is over. Yeah. Uh no, not really. You know, I feel yeah. like it goes through Atlanta or LA. I know your Orioles are good. They are good, but you know. The chances of them making it to the World Series 
who knows? If they keep playing this fearlessly, they have a chance. But I don't think their pitching is going to hold up, honestly. And they lost their closer, Bautista. If I get to the point that I'm worried, worrying about the Orioles, that's a good place to be. You know, once you get to the World Series, anything can happen. Yeah. We're the tested team. We're proven at this point. Um, I'm worried about the Phillies, and I'm worried about the Dodgers. Are you worried at all about Milwaukee? That I, Their offense is just so... Timid. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same team that we played in it's 2021, where it's like the pitching is really good, the offense is okay. It's it's kind of like the same same matchup all over again. But I won't be cocky. I won't sleep on no, anybody. You can't Hell, sleep I'm on worried anybody. about the damn Cubs because of the Dansby Swanson storyline. I, I tell you what, the, the the way the Cubs played us, and the, I think they played us when we were taking our hiatus. You know, they they were tough. They, they played their asses off and they've, kicked our ass. They've got some good young pitchers. Yeah, and their offense is very smoky. So, yeah, we can't we can't overlook anybody in the playoffs no. um, for sure. But if we got, like, five of our dudes going, like, five out of nine in the line. Yeah, we should be okay. We should be okay. And we can easily have a lot more than that going. Yeah, and as long as the pitching holds up, like I mentioned, will the depth hold up? Will all those guys hold up? Will those guys be ready? Will some? Because that's what happened last year, man. This is Strider's first full year. Just hold up, baby. You can't, you can't go out for two weeks. Can't, we cannot repeat what happened last time. I tell you what, though. We haven't given enough love to Rassel Iglesias. And great reliever dude, of the month. The dude has been, you know, the best closer in the game, essentially. Like, he, he just doesn't give up anything. Yeah, he's getting to the point now where it's like, I know some people were kind of nervous about um, about him in, in the summer. But, you know, in August, guess what his ERA was, Adam? Zero. Yeah. Oh, he's been sick. Unbelievable. And in 13 innings, a zero ERA. And most importantly, you got to love his post-close celebration. Backwards, hands up in the air yeah. every single time. Yeah. He started out a little slow, and I think that's just because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't around in April. You know, May and June were a little slow for him, but since July, he's been pretty much lights out. So he's definitely in a really, really good spot, which is very encouraging. But, uh, yeah, there's your Braves report, I think. Adam. Are you ready this week for Falcons football? Dude, I'm so ready. It, it's that time of year when, you know, we're talking about weekend plans with the wife and, you know, I'm very cautiously trying to steer towards like Friday, Saturday. She's like, you yeah, know, we're wide open Sunday. I'm like... For for what? Just, you know, general... General things. Get-togethers. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, we're not, we're not wide open Sunday. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> if, if I can avoid... Uh, you know, missing week one of the Falcons, I'm going to do it, Graham. I'm all in. As you should be. I'm very excited. I've been yep. excited about this team since, you know, the last four games of last year when Ritter came in. We finally got to see a little bit of the future. Right. And now with everybody hyping up so much of, you know, um, B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts looking healthy, the new defense playing together and having this camaraderie. And just you hear about it on the radio every day or reading articles. Different feeling. Different feeling. Different feeling. There's a... And it becomes a cliche after a while, but I think there is an entirely different feeling around this team compared to the last uh, five years, even even preceding the Arthur Smith era. So let's see it. Let's see them put up or shut up. It's a good opportunity to beat down Carolina in the first week. You are way more talented on paper, I think. So this is it, Desmond Ritter. It's you know the keys are yours. Bijan Robinson, the keys are yours. Like let's let's and uh, you know David Onyemeta, Caden Ellis. Those guys got to come up big. Calais Campbell, like, I mean, I'm not expecting anyone to put up, like, you know, double-digit sacks, but collectively this team should be pressuring the quarterback more, should be a better run defense all around. Um, 
we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about the ins and outs of this team. I don't think we got to break down like every position or anything, but you want to look at the schedule? What do you want? How do you want to do this? This is the official preview show. Yeah, g- give me the schedule because I know right. we start at home. We have back to back home games to start the year. Correct. Uh, so we got Carolina. Yes. One. Carolina and Green Bay. Okay. So let's start right there. All right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Here. So with Carolina, rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, correct? Correct. Uh, pretty decent defense from what I'm hearing. Uh, I know that their offensive line is trash. And I know that Bryce Young has never played an NFL game in his life. So I think he's very talented. He's played in some big games, played in this building before. Probably it's going to be a lot louder uh, when he played with Alabama than it yeah. will be with the yes. Falcons. Although I think the fans are going to show up. But, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of defensive schemes he's never seen before. And us just coming from all levels as far as, far as the pressure – and the coverage, and we got to get it done. Like I, I think back-to-back games against young, unproven quarterbacks at home. Yeah, we got to split it, man. I, I'm, I'm Don't more, start zero two. Yeah, I'm more scared of Jordan Love than I am of uh, Bryce Young right now, just because. Sorry, Jordan Young. Uh, excuse me, Bryce Love. What's his name? Jordan Love. Sorry, I'm go. combining them. Jordan Love come in for Rodgers last year, and I can't remember who they were playing, but he just tore. He threw like three touchdowns in like ten minutes and almost won them the game. Like it, it was nuts. And I know that's just one game, but I think he's extremely talented. I'm a little more worried about him just because you know he's had more experience, but we'll we'll see. And I also think you know one of the big things for Carolina is that you know there's no more of uh, that maniac. Who's that guy? The the receiver who threw his helmet last year and caused the Panthers to lose that game. I went to. God, what's his name? He's such a good receiver. They traded to Chicago, Chicago. to get the to get Bryce Young. We suck. Right? We we really do suck. What is that guy's name? We gotta look it up. Chicago short guy wide receiver. Fast. Fast. DJ Moore. There we go. Yeah, DJ Moore. They don't have DJ Moore anymore. If you look at their depth chart, they got, you know, DJ Chark, uh, Jonathan Mingo, Desmond Patton. Uh, who? Yeah, exactly. Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, like, who the, who the hell? I don't know, Terrence Marshall um, Sr. I know Kisa Chenault Jr. is also another receiver. I know, I think he was on Detroit for a while. They got um, Adam Thielen is probably their number one. Old. Um and then in the backfield, they did acquire Miles Sanders, so that'll be interesting to see how we work with that. Um, Chuba Howard has given us trouble in the past. Hubbard. But, or Hubbard. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not terrified we looking at this. We don't need to break this. down the pitch. No, we don't need to break them down. But I'm just saying, like, the, you know, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to make the point of is, like, we don't have to worry about DJ Moore. We don't have to worry about, like, a guy taking over a game as much as we did in the past when we played Carolina. Like, if we can just establish the run game, which is what we want to do all year, Desmond Ritter throws it 15 to 20 times. We're gonna, if that. We're going to win. Like, if Ritter's having to throw 40 times. That's a problem. Yeah. If the Panthers come out and shut down the, the running game, then it's, then, it's, then we're in trouble. If there's, like, an early turnover and we're down 14 nothing. Um, but that's the thing with our running game. We should be able to wear them down. Yeah, we should. But, yeah, I'm not really too concerned about, you know, Green Bay either just because this is a team whose defense isn't very good. Going back to last year, I don't think they've significantly improved it or anything. Jordan Love has much as I was praising him earlier, still doesn't have a lot of experience. It's another game the Falcons should win. It would be great to start the season 2-0. All right, so give me this full schedule. I'm, I'm going to give you how many wins we get out of this. So let's say that's two, right? Can we agree that that's two in our head? Mm. 
I think we lose one of those. All right. Uh, at Detroit. Win. You think that's a win? I think that's a loss. Uh, Detroit scares me. Their offense is really good. I think it's going to test that young secondary quite a bit. Um, then you go to England against Jacksonville. Probably a loss. Mm, yeah. They're really good this year. But then you get a little uh, reprieve with Houston. Worst team in the league, arguably. Yeah, win. So that should be a win. What are we at, according to your... Three. Three and three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Washington. Win. Should be a win. They're supposed to be terrible this year. And uh, I can't remember who that receiver is. Their best receiver is hurt right now, too. And their quarterback's completely unproven. Although they do have Eric Bieniemy as uh, their coordinator now, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but we should win that game, roster-wise. Tampa Bay's next. Win. Win. Tennessee's next. Win. Maybe. Uh, Minnesota. Loss. Arizona. Win. Win. That's a really good stretch right there to have Houston, Washington, Tampa Bay. That should all, like Adam said, three wins. And then uh, Tennessee, Minnesota will be tougher, but winnable games. And then Arizona should be in a pretty decent spot. Uh, then you play the New Orleans Saints. Win. Um, New York Jets. Win. Really? I think they're overrated. You think so? I don't know. We'll see how everything happens with Rodgers. And uh, Quinn and Williams scares the hell out of me. He's a really good player. But I don't know. I don't think they have a lot of depth. We'll see. Well, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Tampa Bay. Another win. At Carolina. Win. <laughs> Indianapolis. Win. It's like the turkey guy in Family Feud. Yeah. Uh, Chicago. At win. Chicago. Win. Oh, yeah, I should win that. At New Orleans. Win, Graham. What's that, 12 and 4? Uh, 14 wins. Get the fuck out of here. You, that's just not going to happen, I don't think. But there are a lot of games. That's the best case scenario. There are a lot of games. There are like like Washington, <laughs> Tampa Bay twice, Indianapolis, Chicago, and Arizona are like the biggest like silver tr- tray of bullshit you could possibly ask for. I think it's about five or six games that you should absolutely 1,000% on paper win when you compare the two rosters, the two coaching staffs. That I mean, the, the 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 schedule is there for the Falcons to go on a run. Will they do it? We'll just have to you know wait and see. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you probably split the Saints, maybe even the Bucks. That's still twelve wins. If you just take care of business, you know. And I think we were we were generous, but uh, yeah, you could fair. see you could realistically nine, see nine win. If it's not at least nine wins, that's a problem. It's a disappointment. Yeah, that means Desmond Ritter sucks. We're a or we had really bad health uh, issues, or a lot of those defensive guys that we brought in underperformed. And the question is, like, if Ritter sucks, how quickly? Like, you got it. Like, you give him five weeks. No, the next season. No, this year. Oh, before you move like, on to like Heineke start, or something. If we start zero and four. Yeah. Is Heineke in? Probably. Like this is a huge season for Arthur Smith. Yeah, his ass will be. You know. And Fontenot. Their asses will be put to the fire. If you start 0-4 with that schedule... That's a problem. Yeah. So, like, four, he got four games on yeah. the back end. Or if he, he gets four games on the front end. Yeah, or if you're losing to Washington and Arizona, like, especially in the middle chunk, when you're if you're losing to those guys, like, good night. You might get fired during the middle of the season. Because it truly is, like, you convinced a lot of veteran players to come here. Yeah. Off, got, uh, like, the Jesse, promise of Jesse winning. Bates, Clayus Campbell, you know. It is interesting. They named captains, and Ritter's not a captain. Jesse Bates is a captain. That's fair. Uh, I think it's Jesse Bates, Grady Jarrett, and um, 
probably one of those offense. Maybe Lindstrom. Yeah, I could see that. Or or Matthews. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, um, and you know the thing is the Falcons played or paid, you know Heineke, seven million dollars to be the backup, which tells me. They're not a thousand percent sold on Desmond Ritter. Why should they be? He's only played four games, but that's that's a lot of money to be given a backup quarterback. Yeah, dude, I give him four games. Like if we're zero four, it's Heineke time. Like that is a disaster. If we're zero, yeah, your season's done. We're zero three. It's not done. It's pretty done with the rest of that schedule. Like, but if you're losing, like you know, poorly, you know, if you're if you're getting your butt kicked, then which I don't see happening. But there's still like a part of me that's just like, am I just being a homer? And like you know, no, like, paper, you, you, look at, be you, look, you look at power rankings. I know we don't care what national people think, but the Falcons are twenty five. Yeah, no, they're completely underselling the fact that we improved all over the place. There's just unfortunately the biggest question mark is the quarterback, yep. and that's the most important position on the field. So you and, heard it here first. Boys and girls, fourteen wins. Fourteen wins. Adam says. I'll say. I say they win ten. Okay. I mean, coming from you, that is very optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the schedule. I think about the roster. Um, the only things that really worried me are, are Ritter and the secondary. I think everything else is pretty damn solid. It's not world-beating, but it's solid enough that it should be able to get you 10 wins with this schedule. So. All right. Um, and the offense does have a chance. You know, the skill position players do have a chance to be world-beaters for sure. So. But if Ritter is not, the questions will come back again. Why the fuck did you draft a tight end, a wide receiver, and a guy who can catch, catch the backfield when you don't have a quarterback that can distribute the ball. I mean, that, that's what it will come back to if, if Ritter is not good enough. And it'll be very fascinating if, if the worst-case scenario plays out, what Fontenot will have to say for himself, or if you know Smith and Fontenot are fired. Arthur Blank's not getting any younger. He's about to be an octogenarian. He wants to win, and he's got probably like a two, three-year window or something. Who knows how long Arthur will be around? He's a cancer survivor. I want him to get a Super Bowl. We all want him to get a Super Bowl. He, he you know, he's not going to suffer any fools here. He's given the guys enough of a, 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 a long leash to f- formulate the roster how they want to. Now that now it's got to execute. There's no more bullshit. And we're optimistic here, Graham, because it's week one, and I think we're going to have the coach of the year. Wow, on our hands, and uh, the rookie of the year. And Bijan Robinson, and uh, the comeback player of the year, and who? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I was gonna say the the right tackle that we cut already, Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Pitts makes more sense. Yes. I don't think he'd be comeback player of the year. He missed a lot of time towards MCL. He only played like six games last year. I don't know what. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's got to be a guy who's like out hasn't done anything in two years there's still a ton of hype around pits you know no. i love our tight end no. our tight end room graham like it's just i know you like you like all deep. those boys it's you know? deep john U. smith look out for him bo yeah john is not a guy we've talked about that much we'll, we'll see how arthur smith it'll be really cool so many weapons so many weapons so many different ways you can utilize them how much will the falcons be in max protects um you know, where you got two, you know, three running backs on the field potentially, um, and two receivers. Who are how will that be made up? You could have any number. You could have uh, London and Pitts as your wide receivers, and you have the three running backs out there. Uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be cool to watch how this team performs this year. But I mean, we could sit here all day and squawk about this guy and that guy and whoever else. But it's just going to come down to what happens between the lines. Fuck us. Time to see some tape, Bo. Yeah. So. Let's do it. There's your Falcons season preview. There's your Atlanta Zone episode. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, remain true to Atlanta. Hasta Thomas. Hasta Thomas.